systems are nominal. I'll tell you that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Out and About. I am your host, Captain DJ Maeve. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane on 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And uh, I am back from a little vacation from a place that was warm. I'm not, I kid you not, a tiny abandoned island, not even, not abandoned, but it was a tiny island, so small it wasn't even an island. It was a I think it was a K. Okay. Um, but you know, I so I feel like I'm still sort of under anesthesia right now. So I'm hoping I remember how to push all the buttons and do all the gizmos, although I'd never needed an excuse not to do my job, right? So um I have right here with me in the studio my friend. Matt Danielson, who is the executive director of Spokane Pride. Hi, hi, Matt. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah. No, I'm very happy to be a executive director and not president anymore. So Yeah. Oh, so that's right. So you were board president. Is that right? Yeah. And so, but now you're like... You're like the paid guy. Yeah, I became uh, Spokane Pride's first ever paid employee, which uh, we we very greatly needed. And a lot is riding on your shoulders because you might be their last paid employee if you don't play your cards right. That is true. I have to fundraise for my own job. It's, it's kind of fun, actually. That, I bet you it is. I bet you if you want to raise, go find it yourself, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so how's it been? How's it been stepping into that role? Well, it's honestly, it's pretty similar to when I was president. It just, you know, I don't have to bartend to support my pride habit anymore. That's which good. Is, which is really nice. So first time in my adult life that I haven't been a server or bartender. Wow. So now, so are you do picking up, are you just doing some DJ stuff at nine or? Yeah, I do DJ and I still do open mic. So I guess I, I still work there and still I work manage there. the event calendar and, but, you know, just the fun stuff. But, you know, and, and, you know, that's how you and I met at nine, I think, mm-hmm. right? Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Well, actually, no, no, no. We met at your, uh, your, oh, my coming was it a coming party. out party? Yeah. F- I didn't know you at all. I didn't know Brian Schaefer. I didn't know any of those people. Yeah. And I'm I soon would know you all. So, <laughs> yeah, you d- you did. That's right. We kind of met during that time. Uh, that's when I I had um, decided I was going to come out. So I went to the uh, to the um, HR department and my union and the chief of the fire department. You know, you need a consortium of people. <laughs> yeah, you do, you need a posse of people, and so. Um, I decided that I wrote a letter and I also brought in my my closest friends into the into my office and I said, "Hey, this is um what's going on with me." And you know, of course, I had a reputation as being kind of a prankster, so people didn't really believe me and uh, some people did, but I knew as soon as I told them, they you know, they they have the joke that it's if you want to spread the word, you can do one of three things. You can telegraph, you can telephone, or you can tell a firefighter. (laughs) (laughs) And so I knew I had lit this fuse, right? And so I wanted to have this thing, event at nine. And I think, I think even probably organized it through you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, hearing about it in advance and talking to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I hit the send button to all the stations watched the little mushroom clouds on the horizon, and it was on. It was on at that point. I remember it being a delightful event. Lots of lots of fireball, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes, which, it was. You know, <laughs> yeah, there were. wouldn't be my first choice, but, you know. No, no, it's still, you know what, it's not my first choice. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I just think... I'm not a big fireball fan. Well, I mean, you you went from having that party, and then the next year you were grand marshal, right? Oh uh, yeah, Pride. I was grand marshal of the Pride Parade. The year it really rained really hard, and then last year I got to do the uh, emceeing um, 
kind of announcing the parade. Oh yeah, I was going to ask, are you down to do that again? Oh, absolutely. Okay, as absolutely. I publicly put you on the spot. <laughs> well, we we have like a, a better equipment this time too. Oh, it was perfect. so funny because uh, when when we did this, I had a backpack and it weighed about 70 pounds oh, wow. with a couple of laptops and I my laptop I had the station's laptop. I had a soundboard, I had um, multiple patch cords. All sorts of stuff. You had speakers and a, uh, a battery, mm-hmm. uh, and then we. I was waiting and waiting, and you're just, you know, there's so much stuff going on, so many moving pieces, and you're in the middle of so many things. And I'm thinking, well, you know, the parade's about to start, and things weren't really set up. But then all of a sudden, people showed up, set up a table, we put the equipment, we got everything plugged in. I felt uh, a, a, a chair shoved underneath my my butt and somebody put a bottle of water in my hand <laughs> and and I hit the hit the play button and we started doing it. Oh, that's great. That was uh, my beautiful sound tech team last year. They were great. They saved my butt. Oh my god. Oh, they were great. And you know, probably the highlight for me last year was um you know, I'm a big Devo fan mm-hmm. and you know, of course, most of my songs that I play for Pride, I mean, they're you know, you've got your standard Pride songs, right? Which Everybody knows, but I have songs that I really like. So I had some Devo music in there that was somewhat thematic. And as I'm watching the parade go by, um, Berserk, Berserk Bar goes by, and they are wearing all of their Devo garb as a Devo song is playing. Perfect. And I was like, I cannot believe how cool this is. And yeah, and then watching my somewhat chagrined uh, brothers in the fire engine waving <laughs> and me yelling at them. You know, they're having to be in a parade. And it's not just that it's a pride parade. They'd rather be not in a parade of any any ilk. So oh, they don't like the attention? No. Um, you know, you might miss a fire, which is fun and things like that. So, uh, but you don't miss like the man down, somebody calling for somebody being, you know, uh, drunk or sleeping on the sidewalk. So so nothing really changed. You've got more meetings to go to as as executive director. And do I do people is the formal title for you so when I speak to you if I say when I say executive director Matt Daniels when I'm referring to you or would I just say director Danielson? Uh, Which well, do you prefer? That sounds awkward, but honestly, I don't know. How about it's, DD? How about double D? <laughs> or, that, it's be better good. than ED. Anyway, honestly, it's such a funny title because all, all these titles are funny, but like president, executive director, because yes. it's basically the same thing. I mean, just, you know, run the nonprofit, run the events, you know, try to keep the board happy. Maybe commandant. Yeah, uh, whatever yeah. rolls off the tongue best for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so things haven't changed too much. What did you like most about what what things worked last year at the Pride Parade? Uh, the parade worked. It was longer than ever. It was. Uh, it was. I think it was over an hour and a half. There were mermaids we, in the parade, and they're coming back. They oh, actually, I love those. They've mermaids. already emailed me, and I, I asked them if they would actually stand at the fountain as the parade comes into the park. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So there's going to be some merfolk action at the end of the parade. Oh, that is wonderful. With some aerial artists too. So we have the air and the sea covered. So those are the, the waivers. Now, were they on roller skates this year? Uh, it seems like they were not. That was a different group that was on roller skates. Or the merfolk? No, not the merfolk, but the aerial. Uh, or no, that, oh, the aerial about... ones are like the trap, mm-hmm. like the trapeze and the silk yeah. ropes. So right as you entered the oh. parade, are they on a helicopter? No, no. There's this apparatus that they bring in and okay. set up. It's really neat. Um, but yeah, the parade went really well. I think the end of the parade needs some work because um, there's always so much congestion at the fountain, and uh, so I think I'm going to remove that stage actually and not have okay. any programming because everybody stops to watch the oh my gosh, there's a drag queen on the stage there, <laughs> yeah. and now we have you know tens of thousands of people streaming into Riverfront Park and it's just this big cluster thing. <laughs> now what? How, how many people did we have last year? Um, 
it's hard to quantify, but I, I've been saying around 60,000 for both days 60. because we had the two spirit powwow the oh, day before. Oh, that's right. Two spirit powwow. And that was, that was pride. That now was, is two spirit powwow going to happen this year too? It's going to be a different format, but yes, okay. yes. We have an entire, uh, Havermill point. If you know the park at all, it's past the lilac bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to give that entire leave, that, that entire area for the whole weekend for indigenous programming. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, it's going to be really neat. So, um, yeah, that was something we had talked about last year was the potential to make this uh, a two. You weren't going to advertise it as a two-day mm-hmm. event yet. So are we going to do that this year or say it's a two-day event? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're going to do, as I said, the uh, indigenous programming Friday night as well. And we're going to have a big old kickoff show. Uh, probably in the pavilion, maybe in the lilac bowl. I haven't decided details okay. on that. Um, how uh, did you have there ever been any any economic studies about like what it does for the economy in Spokane? Because I mean, that's we're talking like Bloomsday plus amount of people, uh, really. Yeah, no, I think we're officially bigger than Bloomsday now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there needs to be because that might make some of these uh, funding this nonprofit a little easier because we're, we're we do such as big thing and we're such a small team yeah and last year it seemed like there was blowback on some but some of the companies i think was that around the bud light uh debacle type thing or something yeah yeah well and bud light changed their uh how they were but we were sponsored by neutral not bud light they're one of their uh their seltzer brands which was fine yeah i drank a lot of it it was great yeah uh, <laughs> But actually, I just got out of a meeting with Bud Light, so we're, we'll probably have some sort of. They'll probably be helping us out again this year. Oh, that's good. That's good. And you know, when you and there's probably no way of you knowing this. Number one, how far do people come 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 to Spokane for this? I program? write about this on grant applications. I feel oh, out, okay. And sponsorship requests. I I gotta think it's within a hundred miles. People travel for this thing. Yeah. I mean, we're the biggest pride between Seattle and Minneapolis. And yeah. How big is Seattle's? Uh, I only know have hard numbers on their parade, and that's about three hundred thousand in their parade. Wow! Uh, yeah, I know it's unimaginable. Wow. But I mean, cow. have you ever been to it? The parade's like six hours long. They said they actively have been trying to make it shorter. So they would, in order for us to do that, we would have to like get everybody in Spokane to be in the parade. <laughs> Maybe, or just from surrounding areas. I, yeah. I think we can. Well, and also, who wants to stand around for a six-hour parade? Oh, I, I'm not a big parade fan. I, I love. Oh, okay, I'll find a different parade announcer. Well, but, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to be a downer, but I just say, "Why are you people here?" No, I don't say that. <laughs> no, you will I, follow I, the script. <laughs> yes, it's you're having a wonderful time. No, I mean, like, actually, the Pride Parade is fine. St. Patrick's Day Parade is fine. Uh, I like parades that are a little bit more loose and more fun mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of marching bands, which marching bands are nice. But No, I agree. I'm actually trying to get the uh, the big rainbow parade flag into all the other parades in the city. Oh. Just, uh, you know, queer that up a little bit. Yeah, that'd but. be nice. Well, which which um, I was going to ask you this a little bit later, but maybe because we're kind of segueing into that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I want to ask you, how? What do you think the percentage of um, LGBT folks versus, um, uh, let's say, allies and friends and family and all that? Uh, at Pride? Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on how you look at it, because from a very, like, 30,000 feet level, I feel like everybody there is a little bit queer. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, because that just kind of means... Uh, especially allies even in the you know all the letters and stuff but i would say it's probably got to be at least half and probably a lot more among the younger generations yeah because there has been a lot more a lot higher percentage of people in the queer community as you get younger and younger and, and that's something you and i have talked about before um how you know the whole moniker of pride you know which is fine but really it is like the nice person fun festival correct i mean i i think what i came up with the name like uh truth and kindness festival <laughs> which would you know if you if you start if, you, if it would change its name to the truth and kindness festival it'd still be the same people hating it 
for mm-hmm. being the Pride Festival. Oh, I know. And we are looking for themes, so you let me know if you. Oh, you figure. know what? I think I have one for you. Okay. Um. Uh. I, that that's going to tie back into what I was going to ask you before. Was you know we were talking about like having the flags and other parades and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that it is the fiftieth anniversary of Expo seventy four this year, mm-hmm. and I've been kind of hitting that hard. I have a um, and I oh I forgot to load up my promo for that, but I do have a website. It's called SPO SPO seventy four SPO SPO seventy four, okay. and it's where people can leave their stories of what. They saw at Expo and what the, what kind of adventures they got into, and so the city is doing a lot of programming around the Expo seventy four thing. And I was wondering, is that something that you've been approached by the city at all with, for Pride things? Or yeah, yeah, we actually uh, are doing some expanded. Actually, I haven't even heard news about. I need to talk to. Uh, I need to talk to uh, the parks again because they were going to give us uh, a little bit more of the park for free to do some programming because basically their overarching goal is to have something happening every weekend between that, I think, yes. May 4th and July 4th. And now have a big uh, one here. I proposed some, I, I think, I don't think we'll call it this, but I was like, oh, let's just do an extra like big old drag show, queer entertainment thing, call it Pride Exposed. Uh, <laughs> Because, you know, with the expo. <laughs> expo and, yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I don't think they like that one, but um, we're also uh, hopefully getting some free space to expand our history project because we're uh, in the pavilion building this year. We're inviting a lot of the local nonprofits, okay. especially in the LGBTQ community, oh, nice. to do uh, exhibits and basically oh. tell the history of pride and our community through these different nonprofits, like, you know, the AIDS crisis yeah. and all all these different groups were involved in the creation of pride back in the day because right. there was no pride organization in 1992. Right. So and you, and you, you know, the symbol, the expo 74 symbol, mm-hmm. it's got like the three, it's a green, white and blue kind of little, almost like rec, rectangles type things that are joining each other. But in the middle it's blank and you could put anything in that middle. I was thinking about that today. And you know, the theme, so the theme for expo 74 had actually, has two themes. I think the main one was celebrating tomorrow's fresh new environment. So there's maybe something we can play little, with that. A little dry. But. It's a little dry, but we could fresh gay environment. We could, <laughs> we could do whatever we want with that. And man and nature, one and indivisible. Oof. Now that sort of sounds, <laughs> that sounds really close there. Um, but um, yeah, so I think there's something there that we could work with. Yeah, I've been trying to make something around the expo too, but I mean, yeah. I feel like the harder I try to think about a pride theme, the farther I get from it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it's easy to go into the weeds, I, I would assume. Yeah. And we actually have a, if anybody wants to fill out a form on our website, please go to SpokanePride.org and there is a form for suggesting pride themes. There's also a form for getting into contact with us or volunteering. Please okay. meet volunteers. Yeah. So just uh, go to our website if you want to Thank you. Send you did that actually right on time because oh, it's perfect. 418 and I was going to ask you that because I, you know, you know, my, I'm very formulaic in that three times. It's like very biblical, you know, when Peter denies Christ three times, this is when, you know, we do that here as far, not me not denying Christ, but like you get to announce three times in the 55 minutes that we are here and you, you just did that. So the cock shall crow now the one time, um, but we're going to be back and we're going to talk more about, uh, I've got questions, we've got events. The nice thing about Pride is people might not know that it's just not this one time in June. It's it's all through the year. There's Pride events going on. Maybe we talk a little bit about the, how the Valentine's Day thing oh, went yeah. and what's the, the Dempsey's uh, reunion. And then also we've got uh, sponsoring or... Together with my theater stage left, we're going to do a little drunk Shakespeare thing coming oh, yeah. up, too. That, that just sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but we're going to play our little bit of stuff here, and then we're going to be right back. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And, you know, we're going to have Matt back here. I want to have Matt here, like, once a month, and he's going to come, and we're going to talk about all the stuff leading up to Pride, because there's, I mean, it's very exciting. I'm... Matt can see me. He can see how excited I am right now. Mm-hmm. May not be coming over there as that I'm excited, but I am excited. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to play some stuff 
for all of you. And, um, you know, just stay tuned, why don't you? Hey there, folks. Join me for a musical trip along Americana Avenue. Now on Wednesday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Hear the greatest progressive songwriters from yesterday and today. Each week, I'll feature a specific artist and a vinyl spin of the week. It's music that plays to the human condition, Wednesdays at 6 on Thin Air Community Radio. KYRS exists because of the support of the public. We thank you for giving a little back with sustaining monthly support to continue independent music, local interest, and progressive news programming that is refreshing, engaging, and helps expand perspectives. Just text GIVEKYRS to 44321 and help keep KYRS on the air. Let's try that again. <laughs> Volunteers of America and Transitions are holding their annual Marty Bras event. Get it? Bras? Event asking for donations of tampons, bras, underwear, deodorant, razors, and bus passes. Community members can drop off donations at the drive through drop-off event on Friday, March 1st, anytime between 2 and 4 p.m. at Hope House Shelter, located at 318 South Adams Street. And it's interesting, almost all those things that were mentioned were in our survival kits in the Air Force. I don't I don't know what they were thinking about, but there we go. So we have in the studio today, I have my friend Matt Danielson, who is the executive director of Spokane Pride. And we're talking about some of the stuff that's going on with Pride. Um, we just you just had the Valentine's Day dinner. How did that go? It was pretty delightful, actually. I was—I'm I'm not going to lie—I was a little skeptical when our new president uh, suggested it, but then it kind of made sense. The more and more we kept planning it, like I mean, I—I I don't know, gay and Valentine's, all the like gaudy balloons and stuff, and like <laughs> flowers, and and you know, we just we basically just took over nine bar and uh, did our thing and we had about 35 attendees it was it was pretty cute how was your valentine's day that was it <laughs> that was it huh yeah cool because actually no my my fiance brought me donuts so now you guys are officially fiancés yeah, oh yeah. very cool. terrifying we have to figure out our, if anybody has any cheap wedding venues they need <laughs> oh know. yeah how about the pride festival Trust me, I, I already suggested that, and I was shot down initially. So Yeah, well, I could see. I could see that might be a little bit rough. I think he shares me enough with Bride. I think that was the... Uh, yeah, that's that would be that would be kind of tough. You know, did you, did you get any candy or anything for Valentine's Day? No, no. You I know, didn't. we bought those little hearts. We had, you know, those little hearts that say, kiss me. And that, now they say stuff that doesn't make sense, and I think it's like, it must be some... You know, hit me up, girlfriend, H-O-G-F, you know, like, I don't know. Um, so uh, we had a bunch of those. We had a bunch of, uh, we had two different competing brands of those in our cupboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, Sarah said, can we just throw these away today? I'm like, sure. Let's get Especially rid of them. the little hearts aren't even that good. Like, They're terrible. Some, get me some chocolate. Yeah, I know. that. I know. That would have been much better. Or but. a cream-filled donut is what Chris got me. So. Are you, where, where from? Uh, donut parade. Oh, they will. Uh, they'll put Bavarian cream if, in your maple bar if you ask oh, them to. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a trade secret. Uh, Only on out and about can yeah. you hear things. <laughs> what you can get put into your maple bar from Donut Parade. You yeah, heard they it don't here. even charge for it. Really? Yeah, I think it, it must be some sort of oversight that maybe will end now. <laughs> yes, <but. laughs> yes, well, there we go. That's, that's what this show's about, is ending good things for people. Um, so that went well, and and then you have the next big event is the, the Dempsey's, Dempsey's Reunion, reunion. Show. Now, how long has Dempsey's been out of the picture? I think it was November or October 2011 it closed. Okay. Because I remember when the call was made to the manager because the manager was my twin brother. Oh, really? Yeah. And then 
Uh, and then herbs is herbs is not around anymore. Is no, it? herbs has been gone since twenty well twenty sixteen technically. It was twenty fifteen into twenty sixteen because that's when I started at nine. Okay, because I jumped ship on herbs right because I worked there for seven years. Okay, and uh, then went to nine, and that's where I live now. You, you know, to me that'd be kind of an interesting, um, an interesting kind of perspective is the different bars, the different gay bars throughout the you know throughout oh, was, the years in Spokane. You could actually like watch the culture change with the bars. Is that right? A little bit, especially I was getting I was doing a lot of gender studies classes at EWU at oh. the time, and uh, I was literally citing uh, sales from Dempsey's versus Irv's and papers that I was talking about how the classical gay bar is going to end, like <laughs> these spaces that are just for you know, yeah, especially homosexual gay men like yeah. these spaces are their days are numbered and it's going to be bars like herbs that take over that are kind of like places for everybody and and now it's even i think we've even progressed farther because i've seen in a lot of cities we're just having trouble supporting gay bars of any kind yeah well nine is certainly a place that i think you have a whole crowd of people um, who come to dance of all, um, it could be a lot better on the weekends, especially, I mean, COVID has been really bad for downtown in general. Well, you know, so. what's funny. I read today that, um, Gordy's mm-hmm. Chinese is going all takeout now. That's so, that's so sad. But then like, yeah. I'm part of the problem because I haven't eaten there in years, but I love, yeah, we ate there and it was busy the last time we ate there, but it's like, yeah, it's weird how all these things have changed. And, but you know, there was such an uh, when when we were allowed to have the pride parade again after COVID, mm-hmm. um, it was so much energy around that. You know, people just wanted to be out and together. And well, that's that. the funny thing: the juxtaposition of like watching Pride grow and watching a lot of these gay bars fade. Yeah, As, because like I have a theory that it's kind of uh, acceptance and uh, like social media hookup apps that have kind of made gay bars a lot less relevant because they just don't have the utility in the community they used to. You're right. You're right. People can just get, get on their phone and, and uh, Mm -hmm. meet people that way. And uh, then like watching pride grow into this behemoth that it's become at the same time while watching all these bars close. It's, it's interesting how culture is changing. Boy, that really, that is, that is really interesting. Was there ever a, a, um, a gay bar where um, Barachos is now. Like uh, that was Pumps Two, I believe. Pumps Two, yeah, that's right. There was there. That was that was there. before my time, but I've I've worked at gay bars in this town for fifteen years, so I know a lot of the history. The history of it, yeah. To me, and probably there were some before that, and gosh, probably back into the eighteen hundreds. You know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Pro- you know, probably, maybe not officially, but of some gay cowboys, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what got me. You know, I played that Willie Nelson song. Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other. The other day, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good song. Um, just don't play it on the word because Willie Nelson are on the air because he slips in the f word there. And if or you're just, not fast on your fingers, you're not going to catch or it. Or just bleep it next time. Yeah, yeah, just bleep it. Um, <laughs> But so now, so you've had, so that's coming up, but you said that's all sold out, huh? Yeah. I, what day is that? That's uh, March 22nd and 23rd. It's a Friday and Saturday. Okay. And uh, yeah, that has been, I cannot believe how quickly that sold out. Wow. I mean, it's people really long for the days of that like community of having that, you know, little gay bar where it's, it's basically like gay cheers. Yeah. And I mean, so, we, so what will you do? What will you do? What will what will the event be like? Well, we have fifteen of the old Dempsey's performers. Oh, uh, wow. So a lot of lot of uh, drag queens that are a little bit on the older side for the most part. Yeah, I would imagine and, so. And uh, yeah, and they're actually coming from all over the country. There's one that's coming flying in from Georgia just for this thing. Wow. Because, yeah, I know it is. It's amazing to see the energy behind this thing. And we I just spent $3,000 on shirts today. We we had custom shirts made for the occasion. We're re-bringing back the old Dempsey's pint glasses, too. Uh, I don't know. It'll be be fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. But, you know, so... If, I guess that's too bad. People didn't get tickets. I mean, well, I might do some sort of raffle because I do have a few left, and I think I think we need to get 
give people some sort of opportunity to do it. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people aren't going to hear about that unless, uh, I mean, we didn't talk about it on the show. And now we've got the, now, you know, I'm, I kind of heard about the drunk Shakespeare thing coming out. That is March 30th. Is that correct? It's exactly a week after the 23rd. So yes, yes. Okay. So, and, and so that's with uh, partnered stage left theater mm-hmm. with um, nine mm-hmm. is partnering up together. And so is there is there a pride element into that or is it just, is I mean, it- the only pride element is that I kind of negotiated the thing, but that okay. was probably more in my function as a event organ. I, one of the event bookers at nine. Yeah. And just kind of, I, I just know a lot of people. So sometimes well, and someday. that's a beauty about the theater community and a lot of the entertainment stuff is mm-hmm. there is so many, um, LGBT folks involved in that and, and, um, very yeah. accepting community. And no, it's great. I'll meet with Jeremy and it's like, we'll go from talking about the drunk Shakespeare event to like, <laughs> Oh, what do we do? We need to talk about pride too. So a lot of my yeah. meetings end up being like, Oh, we're going to talk about nine and we're going to talk about pride. Yeah. Cause a lot, there's just, I mean, we are a pretty close knit new community in the gay community here. And, uh, yeah. You know, and, and are tickets available for that one yet? Or are they, I don't know. You're the one on the board to stay left. So <laughs> yeah, you you're should, right. You should know. You're that. right. I should know. Probably that was my job to do. And I, you know, I, I left the country. You better um, get them if they are, because they seemed very confident it was going to sell out. And- well, I think you know. I know the um, upstart players, which I'm sure will be a big uh, component of that. Uh, they had done that in years past, and it had always been really popular. And they d- did that at um, Charlie's. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, and that, which is no more. Mm-hmm. But that's where they, I think that's where they did it, and it was always pretty popular. Or maybe they did it at um, Prohibition. Maybe well, that can, might have been at Prohibition. I can tell you one place it's going to be happening is at Pride this year, too. Because obviously in this meeting, I was like, well, Jeremy, this sounds uh, super fun. Can we do this at Pride? So. Yeah. So, so, oh, it's going to do the Shakespeare thing. Mm-hmm. In Pride well, too. I think uh, I also asked Stage Left to throw together some sort of medley of different different shows throughout the year. I just oh. wanted some more musical yeah. theater components to Pride because, yeah. I mean, I love the drag queens, I love the bands, and everything. But you know, we need to we need to be more active about putting theater into this thing too, yeah. as far as the entertainment. So this so this year, what do you think will be different about? You kind of talked a little bit about the parade being a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you plan on? Is there stuff that you kind of said, oh, we, this didn't work last year. Maybe we'll try something different this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, as I said, we kind of over-programmed last year, so we'll actually have one less stage technically, but I mean, we're still going to try to fit everything in because, you know, I have a lot of drag queens bugging me about stage time already. So, yeah. And how was, now I remember the pavilion area was sort of like a kid zone only. Well, that's going to be it. That's going to be another big change this okay. year. Okay, because it didn't sh- seem like there were that many. Well, that was that was complicated because that uh, apparently there was an issue with uh, there being a park uh, law against. It, it became drama that it had to get shut down. Okay, but uh, then we're actually doing the opposite this year in that it's going to be a. It, so you know how we had two beer gardens last year. Uh-huh. So we're just going to have one big beer garden, and it's going to be the whole pavilion. Okay. It seems like they were coming up with uh, some new rules around beer gardens, too. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't think we'll probably uh, avail ourselves of having a, you know, all-ages beer garden area because that just sounds like, I don't know, a lot of our community appreciates the sober spaces. And, oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, all-ages. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and that did come through. and uh, But no, I think we're going to stick to having the age separate areas. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Especially I, the pavilion only has three entrances, so it's not actually that much fencing you have to get for it. Oh, that's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the substance abuse stuff is always tricky. I mean, you want to be welcoming and let people, um, you know, have fun, but at the same time, you know, you want people to be healthy and safe and all that stuff, well, that's, too. That's why we're going to put the drunk Shakespeare in the... In the beer garden stage, because we're going to have a stage in the middle of that beer garden. Nice. Okay. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I could see that working really well. So, uh, so really, I don't think there's a way for people to get tickets, but probably means it's with stage left. You could folks can go to stage left theater and that's T H 
T-H-E-A-T-E-R, not Theatra, stagelefttheater.com, and there will be tickets up there. So um, if it's available, go ahead and get tickets. I don't know if it's set up yet or not. But if not, buy a ticket to a play. Buy a ticket to a play. You know, we've got a new one coming out. We just finished Fun Home. We have another one, I think, uh, beginning of March, and we'll be talking more about that. We'll have those folks in there. It's actually going to be a brand new play that'll be debuted in Spokane. And so that's that's really cool. Yeah. So it'll say whenever that play is done, it'll have the original cast members. It'll have the director. It'll have where it was, all of that right on the playbill, which is forever. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And then uh, we have also have... Um, which I auditioned for and didn't get a part, but that's okay because I kind of wanted to see this play, uh, Mr. Burns, a post-electric play. And I think you would really enjoy that one. Mr. Burns like The Simpsons? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's a post-apocalyptic setting where um, people are trying to remember how The Simpsons episodes went. And then there's like these traveling groups of people, kind of like... Um, it reminds me of Station Eleven oh, I like type that. thing where I like they're that one. yeah, sort of like that, except for it's done in three acts, and the final act is actually one of the Simpsons plays. And of course, by then, you know, it's it's some years after, so things get kind of twisted around and stuff. Hmm. The memory of of it. So anyway, I read the, I read the script because I wanted to be prepared, and I loved it. But um, I'm trying to think. So that's going to be a big change of doing, of having that. You had so many different multiple stages. You were doing also kind of like the thing kind of, uh, cause you're a great piano player too, of having, uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to perform at a festival I'm in charge of anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is very wise. I'm like, I was sitting there at the keys trying to sing. I'm like, Oh, my treasurer is calling. Oh, the parks contact. Yes. Is oh, Private security is calling. Yeah, and as like, much fun as you would have doing that, I can see that would be really. Oh, well, it wasn't even fun at that point. I mean, there's yeah. just too many things. I mean, my my Pride weekend is like my Saturday starts at four or thirty in the morning. I get to the park about five fifteen, and I'm I'm there until almost midnight. Yeah. So, it, it, you just don't have any time for anything extra. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because I talk. I, so many of my friends and family. Uh, never come to the Pride Festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't. And and I don't know if that's because they're afraid to come down or or what, you know. Um, what would you say to people out there who have never been to the Pride Festival that, that, are, that are straight folks? I would say they don't have a full picture of what our community is. I mean, there are so many parts of our community that don't feel comfortable to be fully themselves. And this is like, a weekend you can let that all shine out and yeah. pride is just the community being itself in a way and yeah. you should probably come out and see that because it's it's pretty gorgeous for the most part <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's a real cross-section of people lots of families mm-hmm. are there and and they may have a loved one who's uh who's gay or trans or everything in between and and or they may not. They may just be taking their kids down there because it's a fun parade. And it's nothing, it's really a very family-friendly yeah. parade, I feel like. Oh, yeah. We we market it as totally family-friendly. I have to get on the drag queens every year, you know. Yeah. Family-friendly musical and they keep all your clothes on. Yes. You know, things right. like that. And, and we, it's so funny. I put on Next, you know, do you ever do Next Door, the Next Door app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like, hey, neighbor, you know, this is going on in my neighborhood. But it, it's it, all it's turned into is like, I'm going to get off of it because it's turned into a totally political thing. So last oh, year yeah. I invited people to the Pride Parade and said, you, you know, to kind of like, come on down. You know, it's fun. It's family friendly, all that stuff. If you've never been down there before, come on, you know, just see what it's about. And this near, no one's going to think that you're gay if that's what you're worried about, you know, if that's, if that's where you're coming from or trans or whatever, um, they're just thinking that you're a supportive, nice person if you're there and you're going to see stuff that's really fun. You're going to have people who are having a good time and all that stuff. But I get, I said that on this next door app posting and I, I got this thing back from somebody saying, are you kidding me? Family friendly. 
that's the opposite of what a pride parade is about. I'm like, well, you haven't been to the pride parade then. Yeah, some of them get a little out there, but you know, us in the we've always been really intentional about making this something that, you know, everybody feels comfortable at. And that's surprising that you got that pushback in your neighborhood. Well, these, you know, they get everything they get that. Everybody is from everything. Every place is on that. Oh, okay. Like I used to be your neighbor. That's a pretty liberal neighborhood. It is a pretty liberal neighborhood. Pretty liberal. Um, and you know, last year it seemed like there was no, we really didn't have any protesters. Yeah, we had the one a hole with the uh, with the speaker on himself, and we had a few that came, like a few of the normal suspects that we put over by the Wheatland Bank. But uh, no, the protesters really saved it for Pride and Perry. When oh, that's right, yeah, they did when that. We had, I think it was like twelve to fifteen, like straight up white supremacists there. Yeah, with loudspeaker. I believe they were armed too, and. And then they were doing all the flag stealing and... Uh, that I don't know if that was them particularly. No, but, but I mean like th- that was happening in that the was Perry a, neighborhood. Yeah, that was October. So that was a Odyssey. few months after that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so they showed up. So I put a put one of my big Bluetooth speakers in front of them and uh, started playing wow. really loud gay pop music at them <laughs> and yelling Happy Pride because it I, felt right. I, I wonder, you know, and when is... They're they're not doing Pride on in Prairie this year, right? I registered as I was sitting here waiting for you. I uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely happening. I believe it's uh, June 29th. Oh, okay, they are. Yeah, because it was. I thought there was rumor that they weren't going to do it or something. No, like that. it's happening. Okay, good, good. No, I mean, and stuff has kind of calmed down up there. So I drove by the crosswalk yesterday, and it looks gorgeous so. up there. Oh yeah, I've been seeing that. And how's our crosswalk doing downtown? Well, that's not a crosswalk. That's like mid intersection. Oh, that's right. It's just that, mid- that's that, right. Don't that, treat it as don't treat that as a crosswalk. Uh, yeah, at your own peril. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it, that one was actually painted differently. That one's not meant to be permanent. So oh. I, I keep meaning to bug somebody in the city. I'm like, are we? Oh, they can get take that, re- that out. Well, yeah, and I think the idea was that they were going to paint it with another cultural symbol, like something oh. different. Uh, in the next year, but you know, we'll see. I'm going to try to, maybe they saw how it was mistreated so much that they said, we don't want to do that to other cultures as well. No, hopefully they do something. I mean, I'm going to push for a rainbow crosswalk by our new little pride center that we're putting together. Oh, nice. Yeah. So where's the pride center? It's going to be, uh, on East Sprague, just past Sherman. Okay. So, um, where uh, Spokane Pride is moving in with SAN, the Spokane AIDS Network. Oh, nice. They, uh, yeah, I know Grant, the executive director there, found a nice big old office space. And we're like, we're touring it together. And like, oh, we could take this area and have this as a common area. We could have like support groups here. We could have uh, just basically give people in the community a place to, to meet that's not a bar. Yeah. You know, just give out resources, yeah. sell merch. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a great idea. They had, uh, I noticed that um, Spectrum mm-hmm. had opened up a place while we were mm-hmm. going on Monroe. Well, we're doing our, t- I, a little bit late on our 20 minute till, till the hour stuff. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, how do people, um, how do people find out more about the Pride Festival or get involved in uh, events leading up to it? Oh, SpokanePride.org. SpokanePride.org or uh, visit us on Facebook too. We, we have all the little social things and and still uh, registration is also open if you want to be a vendor or march in the parade. Oh, march in the parade. And the prices did go up this year and I just want to like tell you like super, super serious if cost is an issue, just email us. Okay. Because the philosophy with raising the price was we're going to use the bigger corporations with money and the bigger organizations to help subsidize the small, more community-based groups. So if yeah. cost is an issue, please let me know. All right. Sliding scale type deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Okay. We'll be right back after a few messages about stuff that you want to hear about here on Out and About. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. for Solidarity Spokane, the Inland Northwest's local labor hour, hosted by Cat Sabotage, elevating the voices of everyday workers and worker organizations, fighting for your rights in the workplace, and fostering community solidarity. Join us here to reclaim control over your own destiny by reclaiming the conditions and products of your labor. 
That's Mondays at 4 p.m. here on KYRS Thin Air Community Radio. An injury to one is an injury to all. KYRS is grateful for the many listeners who have donated their vehicles to us. You can join them by donating your unwanted car, truck, minivan, motorcycle, and more. Vehicles are picked up free of charge, sold, and the proceeds help KYRS bring you the programs you know and love. It's easy to donate your vehicle, and it's tax-deductible. Just call our toll-free line to arrange a free pickup, 855 855- KYRS car. That's 855-597-7227. Out and about receive support from Boots Bakery and Lounge, specializing in vegan bistro fare and gluten-free baked goods. Located in the Saranac Commons, 19 West Main Street. Open 7 a.m. through 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. through 5 p.m. Sundays. Full menu and information at bootsbakery.com. Calm. All right, we are back, and I've got in the studio with me Matt Danielson, Executive Director. Now, you know, some people call you Matthew, some people call you Matty. I'm always, I've, I'm a middle ground kind of person, mm-hmm. Matt. I think that's fine. Yeah, okay, good, good. Now, we were kind of talking a little bit during our, the little break we just took there about how much it costs to put on Pride, the Pride Festival, and what 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 what's your best estimate of how much it costs? I think it's probably going to be about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars this year. Okay, up probably fifteen twenty percent from the year before. Just okay. I mean everything's getting more expensive. So rental of the Riverfront Park and all the spaces there. Yeah, and, yeah. And we have to pay for each different section, and it's always you know around a thousand dollars for each section it's like five thousand for the pavilion it's like four thousand for a parking lot we rent and you know just at the end of the day we end up paying about sixteen thousand dollars to riverfront and you know just all sorts of other little things and then you have to get like all the vendors to sell beer and all that stuff and then so do you rely on donations from the community to make that happen or do you is it some corporate sponsorship a mixture thereof or grants i mean my dream is to make it more community funded so i don't have to put brought to you by amazon on things but yeah. that's just we don't really have a model for that right now yeah but so we are mostly funded by uh, as far as the actual event we are mostly funded by sponsors and registration fees and some donations i'm going to be a- oh, oh. that's a fire know. alarm i don't know so somebody pulled the fire alarm you're the firefighter you're going <laughs> to yeah, we're supposed me? to vacate i don't oh jeez <laughs> well Well, I, there, there's a robot voice telling I us guess, to leave the building. I don't know if y'all can hear well, that. Well, this is probably the best ending to a show I've ever had, Matt. Uh, it was lovely being here. <laughs> Likewise. Um, <laughs> I, I'm totally going to make an EDM music out of this. Please do. I'll do some piano parts for Yeah. It. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Out and About. Happy All Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> We got to go. We almost took it all the way to the end of the hour, but you are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, where there is a fire emergency in the building. And uh, we'll talk with you later. Thanks for listening.
I no longer receive my local newspaper, the Austin American Statesman. Oh, the paper still comes, but it's just paper, minus the news part. News that our community once counted on to keep up with local government doings, corporate shenanigans, citizen actions, and other critical features of our city's democratic life. What happened? Wall Street profiteers swept in a few years ago to conglomeratize, homogenize, and financialize the statesman. It's now a money cog in the Gannett USA Today chain of some 200 major dailies that the syndicate seized. Indeed, Gannett itself is wholly owned by SoftBank, a Japanese hedge fund. Those distant bankers are not interested in local news, but in slashing news staffs to fatten their profits. In Austin alone, SoftBank has cut two-thirds of the paper's journalists since taking over, and coverage of local stories has also plunged by two-thirds. Interestingly, the statesman recently ran a front-page piece about a local union protest by flight attendants demanding fair wages. On that same day, the paper also reported that Uber and Lyft drivers were striking in Austin. But wait, at the same time, the statesman journalists were picketing right in front of the paper's office, protesting the greed of SoftBank Gannett and the demise of local news. Curiously, statesman editors did not consider this local news about our newspaper to be news, so they cravenly kept this important information from the people. Austin was not alone in this news blackout by the chain's managers. Journalists at a dozen other Gannett papers, from Akron to South Bend, were picketing, yet none of those papers mentioned the picketing. Nor did Gannett's flagship paper, USA Today, mention this nationwide union rebellion by its own journalists. This is Jim Hightower saying, to support journalists and real journalism, go to newsguild.org. The Hightower Radio Lowdown is made possible by you subscribers to Jim Hightower's Lowdown on Substack. Find us at jimhightower.substack.com. Hey, this is Josh from The Silent Comedy, and you're listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. The following program was pre-recorded. is democracy now today justice has been served today we prove that no one is above the law no matter how rich powerful or politically connected you are everyone must play by the same rules we have a responsibility to protect the integrity of the marketplace and for years donald trump engaged in deceptive business practices and tremendous fraud the legal setbacks facing Donald Trump are piling up. He now has 30 days to pay more than $400 million in a civil fraud case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. We'll speak with Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times investigative reporter Russ Butner. His team's reporting led to the state's case. Then we go to The Hague, where the International Court of Justice is holding a six-day hearing where over 50 countries are testifying against Israel's occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza. The state of Palestine appeals to this court to guide the international community in upholding international law, ending injustice, and achieving a just and lasting peace to guide us towards a future in which Palestinian children are treated as children. We speak with a surgeon who just returned from volunteering in Gaza, Dr. Irfan Galeri, 